Let us pray. O loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. One of my favorite movies that I saw in the last year was Gravity. Anybody seen Gravity? These people? In the opening scene of Gravity, there's some astronauts working on a space station floating above the Earth. The spectacular view of our planet. I've always felt that to be able to see the planet Earth from space would inspire religious awe, like few other things could. This beautiful planet that God has gifted us with. So in this scene, the astronauts are doing their work on the space station. George Clooney's character is floating around in his spacesuit, having a good time. Sandra Bullock's character, Dr. Ryan, is working on this computer module that's outside the space station. Apparently that's her mission as part of the crew. She has some expertise in this new program they're putting in. And then suddenly, some signals start to come in to George Clooney from ground control or whatever that there's danger coming in their direction. So a Russian satellite has exploded and the debris has gone into orbit and it's becoming increasingly clear that the debris is headed directly for them. So George Clooney realizes that they're in a very dangerous situation so he hurries over to Dr. Ryan he says, Dr. Ryan you need to stop what you're doing and follow me back into the space station. We're in danger. Well, Dr. Ryan's kind of sleep deprived and she's really focused on what she's doing. And she's like, yeah, okay, um, I'm almost done with this. Just hold on. And he says, no, you don't understand. You need to follow me now. She's like, okay, yeah, hold on. I'm almost done with this. He's like, no, you need to stop. That's an order. Dr. Ryan didn't realize that a life and death situation was barreling down on her right at that moment. And indeed, in the next moment, the debris begins to hit the space station. It sends her reeling out into space. She becomes disconnected. She's tossing and turning in her spacesuit, hyperventilating and losing precious oxygen. Really a terrifying scene in the movie. And that scene really made me reflect on how utterly dependent we are on the conditions on Earth for our life, the very oxygen we breathe. As soon as we leave this planet, we're extremely vulnerable. She's completely dependent on the technology to recreate those Earth-like conditions, the oxygen, the temperature. As soon as that technology goes, she's done. So this is a very scary moment in the movie, which is actually full of scary moments. Uh, and it kind of made me realize then that the title of the movie, Gravity, is not just about the gravity of the Earth, but the gravity of the situation, which is life and death. In our Old Testament reading today from Deuteronomy, God is speaking to Israel and says, I've laid out a choice for you here, very clearly. Life, death. If you love God and follow me and follow my commandments, you will have life and you will prosper in the land. If you do not, you will perish. Very clear choice here in no uncertain terms. Our Gospel reading this morning is similarly pointed and rather intense in the choice that it lays out for us. Jesus said, you've heard it said you shall not murder, but I say if you're even angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to the judgment. You've heard it said, do not commit adultery, 
But if you even look at another woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. So Jesus is really upping the ante here, the standard. It's not just a matter of following the external rules. The law of God should be written on your heart. So cleaning the inside of the cup, as he says, and not just the outside. He even says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Wow. <laughs> That's an intense piece of advice, Jesus. <laughs> so Jesus is really trying to get our attention in this gospel. He's coming to us a bit like we're Dr. Ryan at that computer module. Listen, the situation is very serious. And I know I for one am often like, yeah, okay, I'm, but I'm kind of doing what I'm doing here. <laughs> no, you don't understand. The situation is life and death in your soul. The law of God must be written on your heart. That's where the life is. So it's a very serious gospel message we have this morning. It really is about life and death for us. It's appropriate that our readings from today talk about such high stakes. Because today thousands of preachers across the country are talking about climate change. It's a preach-in for climate change, which we're participating in here. So I trust that all of you know the gist of the situation with climate change and the perils that may come, especially if we don't make changes. Uh, but let's just go over a few of the facts that we know for sure. We're releasing tremendous amounts of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere right now. The average American is responsible for about 20 metric tons of emissions. That's one person. So I brought a little graph here. I think sometimes it's helpful to see these things visually. So this is a graph of the last 650,000 years, the carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere. So over hundreds of thousands of years, the carbon dioxide levels went up and down in a natural cycle. When the carbon dioxide level goes up, the temperature of the Earth rises. It's a greenhouse gas, so it traps heat. So we've had this natural cycle on Earth of heating and cooling over and over again. But you can see at the end of this graph here, the levels dramatically shoot up. That's what we've been doing, releasing huge amounts of carbon dioxide. So you can imagine the effects of this and the projected effects. The highest level during this whole, these cycles over the last hundreds of thousands of years was about 280 parts per million. Now it's at about 400 and it's projected to go up to 500 in the not too distant future. So this is extremely concerning for us as a, as a species really. And this is not mere alarmist talk or hyperbole. This is ultimately a life and death situation that we face if we don't make changes. One other graph I just want to point out here. So many of these changes are already happening. The earth is warming. The ice sheets are melting. I saw a film in preparation for this called Chasing Ice, which I highly recommend, very compelling film, about a photographer who goes to all of these ice sheets and these glaciers in the northern hemisphere and uses time-lapse photography to show how much they're receding. So you can see it happening in this film. It's very compelling and deeply disturbing. So this has already occurred. So what this trend shows is if we act now to dramatically change our reliance on fossil fuels, the Earth is projected to warm by a little over two degrees, which will have an effect, no doubt. 
if we do not act now and continue using fossil fuels in the same way that we have, the Earth could warm by 5 degrees by 2060, which would be catastrophic. So already in the next generation, it's estimated that at least 150 million people who live on the coast will be displaced. Already the glaciers are melting. Already species are becoming extinct at a much, much higher rate than is the natural course. About 100 times as quickly, they estimate, as what is the natural course of things. So these things are already happening right before our eyes. And it's alarming and deeply disturbing. But it does seem a bit like, as a civilization, we're like Sandra Bullock in that computer module. As these alarming, this alarming news comes in, like, uh, yeah, but I'm kind of busy doing what I'm already doing. It's like, no, you don't understand. This is a life and death situation that we're talking about. So how are we as individuals, as communities, as a nation going to change in the way that we need to change to prevent the worst from happening? Well, first of all, I would say, so far the sermon might sound like the bad news, <laughs> but gospel means good news, and I do see a lot of reasons for hope, for good news. I have the privilege of working with youth, and the youth are really the future of this. Uh, they're going to be the ones to ultimately have to solve this problem that they're inheriting. And it fills me with great hope to work with the youth. And also to be part of this community. There are a lot of good things that we're doing at Church of Our Savior to become more green. We've installed solar panels, getting off of fossil fuels. We've made our lighting more energy efficient. We've had campaigns like the Cool the Earth campaign last year with the coupon books. So that we all can think about ways in our homes and our families to reduce our carbon footprint. All of these are very good things, very important, from the individual level to the nation-state level, changing policies. This morning I also want to think with you about taking it to an even deeper level than that. Our Gospel reading today asks us to think about not merely our external actions, but what's going on inside of ourselves. And we were all born into this civilization that has a certain approach, a certain relationship to the earth, which is not one of stewardship. This is not just an ecological issue or a political issue, this is a religious issue. God calls us to be good stewards of these gifts that God has given us. And frankly, our civilization has not done that. The myth of our civilization is that we can grow forever. That there's always another frontier to colonize, to make use of. That the economy can grow forever. That's not sustainable, unfortunately. And that's news that none of us really want to hear. No natural system can permit unlimited growth. Eventually it collapses on itself. So to say that the economy needs to shrink, that's a wildly popular political idea. <laughs> but eventually we're going to have to embrace that idea in order to start living differently. We're going to have to change the way we think about this. Shift from a sense of entitlement towards the things we own and the things we consume to a sense of stewardship. So for me that means taking a hard look, taking stock at all the things in my life that I consume and claim to own. Do I think of those things as entitlements or as gifts from God? And to be able to make that shift, I really feel like that's fundamental to the shift that we need to make as a human race. To change the way we look at the earth, the fruits of the earth, and the way that we consume them. 
So my prayer for us this morning is that we can open ourselves to this reality, that we can acknowledge the reality of what it is, and not only change our actions, which is crucial, but take a look at those dynamics inside of ourselves. How do we relate to this gift, this wonderful gift of the earth which God has given us, on which we are utterly dependent for our survival? At the end of the movie Gravity, a little spoiler alert, but it's, uh, you know, it's a Hollywood adventure movie, so there's a good bet that the protagonist survives. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, Sandra Bullock's character comes rocketing back through the atmosphere in this little vessel, kind of an insane and incredible scene. Uh, she lands in the water and she scrambles her way back onto the land. She takes her first step back on the land, and it's such a poignant moment. She's home, she's back. Her planet, the planet Earth, has been restored to her. And it's like the first day of the rest of her life. And my hope, my prayer, is that a few generations from now, the human race will be able to look at back on this time in that way. Disaster narrowly averted. A different relationship toward our planet that God has given us. May we all be willing to make the changes that are necessary and face the hard truths involved in that. May God give us guidance in our stewardship of this gift of planet Earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for millvalley.org We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.